Well, good morning. How's everyone today? Happy in the Lord, I hope. Looking forward to seeing the Lord. Okay, now I guess I am too. I have not put in for my ticket this morning, but I do want to see the Lord when it's time. Amen. You are the kids' kings, and you are kids, and you are his people, uh, called by his name. And today we want to uh, share this morning, something the Lord shared on my heart at the beginning of the week. There's an area of the church that I think that we leave up to chance, and if we feel like doing it, or if we feel especially close to them, or we're friends with one more over another, and that is the call to stand with one another. The power in standing with your brothers and sisters in the church. The standing with whatever they are doing in the church. Their Sunday school teaching, their youth ministry, whatever they are, that you have made a decision to stand by them and to encourage them and to pray one for another. I believe that we forget that we are a unit of the work of God and there is power in unity. I want you to turn with me just to the first two verses of Philippians, chapter 4, about uh, 4 of Philippians. We're going to look at the uh, verse 2 is what we want to look at. And we're talking about uh, Paul writing back and saying, talking about who, what his heart is desirous of, and about the friends and who are the same mind that he is, and that have worked with him, and that... Uh, They are, the rest of the church is to see that they provide for them. What he's simply saying at the beginning of verse 2, I plead with Herodias and Santi, and I plead with to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, I ask you, my true companions, I want you to help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. This morning we want to recognize the fact that uh, we are in this together. There are no solo work in the church. There is not a certain group that you sort of hang to or pray for. Or, but when we are part of the unit of the Lord uh, of the church, part this part of his bride, that we are called to what? Stand together whatever aspect of ministry that's going on here. It is important for us to know that we are connected to our brothers and sisters. We use that name uh, freely. Brother and sister in the Lord, and of course that's an old one, and, but it's a good one, because we are what? Of the family of, we used to be part of the family of Adam. Now we're part of the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the earth, beyond the world, but we're not of it. And so our function here is not just an earthly function and a function like the earth people do, but we have a new function. And that is to function together in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. In order to uh, be able to function as we should, we need to be open to one another and to be part of whatever is happening with one another. I know that I grew up as a pastor's son and sometimes... Uh, things were said and uh, exposed, and, and sometimes people knew too much about each other. But I believe in the church world today that we don't know enough about each other. To even be concerned about our needs or to pray for one another or to stand with one another, to encourage one another. I, I want you to just stand with me for 
to stand up where you are. And I want you to look around two or three people, and I want you to think in your mind as you're greeting them. See, we can do this on Sunday morning, but what do you know about them? Do you know anything about them? Do you know what their needs are, their concerns, their family? And I want you to greet at least three people again. Just go try to greet those that you didn't greet uh, before. And as you're doing it, I want you to think for yourself, what do I know about this person? Uh, enough for me to pray for them, enough for me to be concerned about them, enough for me to stand with them. Uh, just like you're greeting these three people. Look at it. You don't say anything. Just greet them and look. What do I know about these people? Uh, if you're in the church of Jesus Christ, we need to be open to one another. We are one in Christ, and the more open we are to one another, the more open we are to the Lord. Our, our church world has become come into the church, sit in the pew, look straight ahead, get what you can get out of it, and exit. And that is not the church of Jesus Christ. That is not even the body of Christ, which we are called. But we are called to stand together in a steadfastness of intercessory prayer, providing each other's needs and whatever it takes. But most of all, fellowship. How many enjoy fellowship? How many know that if you're in Christ, you are compelled to fellowship? You love to talk to Christians. You love to be with them. And so these are the things that God says, open up. That's why we have handshaking on here. But we don't want it to stop here. We want it to be, are you learning and growing together in the knowledge of the Lord? And in your concern and compassion for one another, you may be seated. I want you to think about something in relationship to God. I know that in every body of believers, you have certain people that you gravitate to and to find it easier to, to love and to care for. In fact, Jesus, he had 12 of them, and there were three that he was sort of a little, uh, I don't know what they shared, but there was just a little more of connectedness there. He loved every one of them. So we do have that. And many times we just respond to being drawn to each other. Uh, and the ones we're drawn to, those are the ones that we go see or those we call. Are those the ones that we show interest in? And yet the Bible tells us that we are, we are compelled to what? Be part of one another's lives and sharing the gospel of love and concern and love and compassion for each other. We need to know what's happening. Now, I know we live in a world where I don't want anybody to know my business. Like I grew up in a church where on Wednesday night, that was the time everybody stood up and shared their sins. Well, that's before we had soap operas. And boy, was it interesting. We're not talking about that. <laughs> We're not, and then there are times that we do have a close brother and sister that we need to share things with. But is there a general connectedness? Are you allowing yourself to be connected with the body of Christ? There is a power in the connection. We were talking about this on Wednesday night, and uh, I think it was Jane and several others brought up and said, you know, I was in the hospital. I had to go over there. I was over here. And I look up, and suddenly... You're standing there. Suddenly, David's standing there. I said, what did that do for you before we did anything else? It connected us, didn't it? Suddenly, uh, we were there, and we were part of what was going on with you, and it made you feel different, didn't it? That closeness, that connectedness. And, you know, so in this but but, uh, we need to recognize the fact that God has called us to minister one to another, and a closeness. And remember, starting in Genesis, when the Lord created uh, man, He said, "Let us make Him and us, and Him and us, or his, Him and our image." It's the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. 
We recognize the fact that from the beginning, we were called to be connected to one another. We find that in sin was a disconnect. Our connectedness in our spirit was disconnected from God. And we find out that we were separated and died, basically, spiritually. And everybody running their own way. And I just want you to hear me. God designed us to be connected to him and to one another. Do I hear an amen to that? We're designed to do that. And that's why he says we are what called to love one another. We are called to pray for one another. We're called to stand with one another. We're called to love one another. I've, I've been in churches where I've, I've heard them get up and say, people say, you know, I'm closer to the body of Christ than I am to my own natural brothers and sisters, which ought to be really true because we have a bond of love that maybe your brothers and sisters don't have uh, and your earthly one, it's only flesh, but we are called to connect. The church is a bond of connection. Many times, the reason for separation the reason for brokenness in a fellowship or giving Satan a place is when we're really sure that don't know each other and we doubt each other. We're called to love. We're called to uh, love uh, and, and go forth in a brotherly love with the saints. We're called to love our brothers and sisters. And we are, we are called to be steadfast with each other. We're called to weep with those that weep. We're called to laugh with those that laugh. If someone has a need, we're called to what? If your brother has need, if his kids need shoes, uh, you need to be just as concerned as it would be your own child. Everything, the scripture after scripture that connects the church, the bond of the church. If your brother's hungry, do what? Feed him. If he needs clothing, if he's in the hospital and he needs a visit. I'm going to tell you something. Hospital visits by your pastors are effective. And I'm going to tell you something. When one of you show up, far more effective. Because we're there because we're paid to be there. <laughs> you're there because you what? You're there because you care. There's, no, there's so much power in the fact when people are in need and you cook a pot of soup. Or when someone dies, who is there? I often said this about funerals. I had a lot of them. And I could tell the people that when they died, I can tell you that they had a lot of people at the funeral. I had other people say, let me show that. And I'm going to go back, think back, well, I really wonder how many times this person showed up when somebody else died. The people that sowed to one another, there's an automatic response back. We need to deliberately work to the binding together with the body of believers, especially through prayer. Pray one for another. You want healing to take place in your body and in your life? Pray one for another that you might be healed. Be concerned about one another's needs. Be concerned about their problems. If someone has need, and we've experienced it here, if someone has a financial need, I can tell you, the church here, we take care of it for the brothers and sisters. That's part of the, they take care of each other. The bond is to grow in our relationship with one another, to get to know each other, 
to stand together and to love one another and then also cooperation that whatever we're doing we're always focusing you know when most church problems start is when everybody's concerned about what they're doing and if you don't do it with them they get upset or they don't you're not pleasing you uh but i want you to know something here no matter what you're doing in this church all the rest of us need to be supportive of it i've heard people say well that's not my ministry you know that's you know when somebody's struggling to do something in church and somebody walks up and says you know i want you to know i've been praying for you i've been praying for you i've been praying for your Sunday school class do you realize the power that is emitted and developed just as a result of the compassion and the concern that you are connecting with that individual there is a power of the holy spirit in your connecting with each other in whatever level of need whatever support of ministry whatever support of when something's going wrong in your life that the phone rings i mean have had things go wrong in your life and suddenly the phone rings and somebody's saying i just want to call and check on you i just want to say, uh what does it do for you before we say anything what is it that warms your heart does somebody care and i'm afraid that we in, in the church we have become uh in and out and uh, you know prioritize and uh, sign the register and but that's not what we're called to adam's race is a separated and splintered race which except for the bar room and sometimes the bar room has better fellowship than a lot of churches of connectedness we are called to connect to each other yes share with a less than dying world but if anybody's going to stand with you it needs to be the church and when you stand with someone and there's suddenly the love that jesus has in your heart to stand with them next time something happens next time somebody has a need don't go should i didn't i should do that well we have people in the church to take care of that i just want to tell you something you just missed out an opportunity of blessing you just missed out on an opportunity of god using you because it isn't to the professionals that are called to do all this it's to the body of christ and every time we wash one another's feet in any fashion there's a spiritual growth in us there is a bondedness that connects that the bible says and the songwriter says that a love with cords that cannot what be broken it's so sad when i hear about the country so many churches that separate or start and uh not too long ago i heard a woman say you know about well, that church is not going anymore i said why not but well, we just didn't like each other and i thought well that's a good reason to tear up churches just didn't get along well that really showed their immaturity god has called us whether they're rich poor or what we're called to stand with each other i want you to ask where would the pastors be if you didn't stand with us and it's the same way with you whatever you're going through you need somebody to got your back we well, said but jesus has my back but i'm going to tell you something he uses your brothers and sisters to allow him to get in there and do what he needs to do amen we all want somebody to have our back and we say jesus has our back but i'm going to tell you something he's called the church to allow that to become our living reality are we do we really want to know the church better do we are we really concerned i i know people sometimes that let the phone tree you know let it ring oh it's the church it's the phone tree 
And I want to go, you have no idea what you just missed. An opportunity to pray for a person that's maybe on that phone for you. go, well, what, whatever, whatever. Somebody else will take care of that. We are called to what? Stand together with fellow believers. And those fellow believers are people that have experienced the cross of Christ in their lives. When they're a fellow believer, that connects us. And that brings us a responsibility to one another. It's not an award-winning, oh, we did that today for the Lord, praise God. But he said, no, you are the body of Christ. Take care of one another. Even widows. Take care of the widows. Do whatever you need to do. We are a family. Now, we say all these things, and I praise God that we, we've come a long way here in this church. So we're not saying that we're not, we haven't been there, but we're on our way. We need to improve. Is it our desire to get to know? Let me ask you a question sitting around here. Uh, is it your desire to get to know some of these people? Now, maybe you have something to offer them. They're not just coming. And it's a known fact that churches do not grow just because the pastors grow. Churches grow because the laity responds to the new people. Responds to them moves in their lives, loves them, shows concern for them. I know people today that are saved in preaching the gospel because a saint went out of her way every Sunday to pick up these poor kids, see that they were in Sunday school. Did it Sunday after Sunday. Why? Well, because they felt led that they should do that, and the opportunity was there. And some of those boys and girls are preaching the gospel today. There's a connection that we have. We, I know Church of the Brothers had no professional clergy. I don't totally agree with that. But on the other hand, I believe that sometimes we have allowed the clergy to rob us of our blessing. Do I hear an amen to that? The privilege that you have, everyone, every man here, and every woman is a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ and a representative of the church. And what God has called us to do is to share the good news, but to let our light shine and to do the things of the world. <laughs> Isn't it sad that uh, we have to have welfare and we have to have all these government programs? You know why we have to have them? Because the church really should be doing the job. Take care of the poor all the way through the scriptures. Take care of the poor. Feed the hungry. Visit those in jail. We have some in jail. We can use a visit. Well, let's let Pastor Dave do that. Yeah. We'll do that. We get paid to do it. But guess what? Uh, you lose. We as God's people have opportunities of ministry. You don't have to go to seminary together. You don't have to go to Bible school together. You, every one of us, have a mission field all around us. Every one of us have an ability to go through life is believing God in faith and doing what? Jesus said he went out healing and doing good. You know that that is a process by every one of us as believers or around declaring Jesus and what? Doing good. And when we're doing good, we're usually sacrificing our time, our money, and our energy to do it. But it is a blessing that God wants to unite us as a church.
one for another. There's no, there's no way of cording and bringing cords of, of, of love around this congregation. Is that uh, we plan for each other. How many, how many here have needs we've had in the past? Yes, you do. Now, guess what? While you're in this body is that God has you here so what? There'll be others, what? Praying with you. Supporting you. How many could declare without the Lord in the church you wouldn't have made it through? That's right. Isn't that right? That's why. That's what the church is about. We're not here to uh, just get you to keep a bunch of laws. We are a, not a museum for saints. We are a hospital for saints. Amen. We're here to heal. We're to hear the share the good news. Not to fix the world, but to share the good news. And I do what I do in the name of the Lord. There's nothing more beautiful than a cocoa and a cake or a pot of soup given in the name of the Lord. you got double blessings. You have the blessings of the Lord and that cocoa and a cake is fantastic. Amen. All I'm saying and I feel like the Lord is saying is, this is our call. Don't let it just wait for somebody to call you to do it. And we do we have good response here, so this is not a, a reprimand in any fashion. But God wants us individually to see a need and to fulfill it. Amen? If you see it, don't wait, Lord. Oh, you know, I sometimes say, oh, Lord, you want me to do that? Okay, thank you. I didn't feel it like I should. Sometimes we look at ways of escape. When you hear of a need, when you hear of a brother in trouble, a visit, a call. How many know we have some lonely people here in the church, especially older people? They love a phone call. We ever think about that? You have a ministry. You hear me? You hear that? You have a ministry. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And when we do that kind of thing, you know, people many times are ready to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ you serve. Amen. Remember why many people believe in Jesus because of the what? He healed the good things he did. And then many would what? Believe. Many times we approach salvation as a legalistic contract and wonder why people do not respond because the Holy Spirit operates through open hearts and love for the lost and love for each other. We are the body of Christ. We sing it and we are brothers and we are sisters. We wonder why we call each other brothers and sisters. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. Don't let anybody. I'd say this about my, my human family. Uh, you're going to come talk to me about my kids or my grandkids. Now, I know they're all perfect. But don't talk negative about them. That's why. They're mine. Why? They're my family. I want to ask you about this group of people. Somebody comes with a whisper. Somebody comes to talk negatively about something. I want you to go, uh uh-uh. I see them as Jesus sees them. They are my brother and sister in the Lord. Amen. And, And I expect to live with them for eternity. And I really don't want to talk about them because they are family. Do you realize what you're doing in the Lord when you do things like that? Do you know that we talk about making the, the heart of the Lord joyful? 
when we stand together as his kids and let nothing separate us and nothing divide us because we are brothers and sisters. Now that human blood, I have a brother and I have a sister and we were not really that really close, but we're still brother and sister. We were because we have the same bloodline. And I want you to hear me, whether I'm doing everything right or you're doing everything right, uh, we have the same bloodline. It's the blood of Jesus. It runs through my spiritual veins. It's the blood of Jesus that runs through your spiritual veins. And we say, if God before you, who can be against you? We very people that go around declaring that. The way they talk and the way they do it, it's not like they're for their brothers and sisters. Well, says, I want you to love like I love. I want you to do this the way I would do it. I want you to care like I care. I want you to be supportive of your brothers and sisters as I am supportive of you. Don't ever give up. I have given up on some. I've been highly disappointed in a very good way. I know one, she's not here, but I know, uh, will she ever make it? We started and we stopped. And we started and the Lord and we stopped. And we started and we stopped. And, and I go, uh, but Lord, you, you're willing to start all over again. But I'm going to tell you something. That person, after years, has taken offline. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I go, man, I'm so glad. Because Jesus, you stood by and you waited. Hallelujah. And because of you, I stood by and waited. And praise God, she finally made the victory and is walking in victory today. Amen. We are to stand by. We do not give up on each other. We do not judge each other and put each other down. Going, they're, they're never going to change. How many of you said that uh, about somebody? They're just never going to change. They've been doing this for years. We need to repent of that. Amen. Because the Lord knows that there's what's out ahead, and he's not giving up. And I want to remind you, the Lord will never step away from you, and you should never step away from a brother or a sister. Isn't that the kind of love he does? Are we not mimicking him? Has he ever turned away when you had a need? Has the church ever turned away when you have a need? It would be like him. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And I have seen people say, you know, why do they, <coughs> why don't they want the Lord? I said one day, I got a feeling it's not a matter of what they don't want the Lord. They just don't want the Lord they see in the church. That's true sometimes, many churches. We don't want that. We've got enough problems. <laughs> All we're called to is let the church come together. Begin by praying for each other. Look out for where we can help, encourage, strengthen, stand with, encourage hearts, deal with the lonely, uh, who are lonely, widows. Call and encourage their hearts. Jesus went about healing the sick and doing good. Church, we are called to go out, share Jesus, heal the sick, share the gospel, and do what? 
shall we pray? Father, I pray that you open our eyes to those around us. Father, we repent of judging each other. We repent of turning our backs on each other sometimes or just neglecting. Father, we want to thank you and praise you that you are worthy of our praise and that you love us so much. You care about us so much. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to be like you. We repent of closing doors on people. We repent of hiding from people. We repent of judging them and not, not taking them serious. Father, we've all been guilty of that at times. We repent of it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us to be found steadfast when it comes to our brothers and sisters. Help us to stand firm in the gospel and in the love of Jesus. I pray for every family member here today. I pray for every husband and wife and child. Father, I declare over our children that you said they will be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of their children, our children. I give you praise and give you glory. We pray one for another. We thank you again for standing with us. Teach us how to stand with one another. We repent of our judging. We repent of our critiquing. Help us to open the door. Father, help us to recognize that we should never judge somebody else until we walked in the same shoes. Open our hearts that we be one in you and one in the Spirit. We glorify you. We honor you. And we bless you. I'm so glad I am a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain cleansed by your blood. Join in with Jesus as we travel this song. For I'm a part of the family, the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join it with Jesus as we travel this song. I'm a part of the family, the family of Feel that unity? Unity of the Spirit. This is a bond that cannot be broken. Emotional love and emotional feelings, we can break that. This is what God wants to tie us together in His love. Stand up, would you? And this time I'm going to ask you two people. I want you to put your arms around and say, We are family. And I want to treat you like that. You are dismissed. Just say, We are family. We are family.